that's the main thing is like, if I quit my job right now and do songfish full time, can you guarantee me that guarantee is a tough word because I don't want to be locked into anything, but like, sure. Christmas is coming up followed by Valentine's day. Like if you want 20 ops a week consistently, we can give you 20 ops a week. And like things aren't slowing down after this Valentine's day, like it's just going to keep moving. So we've been able to keep a lot of artists very busy and a lot of artists quitting their jobs, which is super exciting for me. I love the idea of converting people to full-time musicians and they're so excited about it. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm gonna share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're gonna show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, I'm excited to be here today with Rob Lindquist. So Rob is a co-founder and COO of the music creator platform, Songfinch. So Songfinch has delivered more than 150,000 custom songs, paying out over $20 million to independent artists, earning countless awards, including Inc. 5000 and Crane's Best Places to Work, um, and before Songfinch, Rob was actually employee number three of Music Dealers, which is a music licensing startup where he built and managed a community of tens of thousands of artists to amplify global national campaigns for you know, some of the most recognized brands in the world that you probably recognize like Coca-Cola, Fanta, Airbnb, and many more. So today I'm really excited to talk with Rob about the platform Songfinch that they've created because you know, of course, one of the biggest challenges I think as musicians we, we're struggling with nowadays is how can we take our passion, how we can take our music and actually monetize it and make it sustainable. And with streaming, a lot, a lot of cases it doesn't necessarily cut it. And with the platform like Songfinch, it sounds like there's a huge opportunity to kind of take something you're already doing, you're already passionate about and be able to provide more value and you know, turn that into an additional revenue stream. So Rob, thank you so much for, for taking time to come on here today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And like I said, we were kind of backstage talking a little bit about how Rob, maybe you could even share, share a little bit about Songfinch and how, you know, it's, it's a part of your own life personally too, as in addition to you know, being COO on it. Yeah. Obviously I've used Songfinch over the last few years, a few times, but today has been kind of a, an interesting story. I have a two-year-old daughter and since she was pretty much born, we've had a nanny and today is her last day. So we got her a Songfinch, just kind of thanking you for thanking her for like what she's done, memories, we put a video to it. And like, I've been a mess all morning, admittedly. And uh, the song got me. And then the video, seeing the visuals, like it's it, all together, just, I don't know. I, I've heard thousands and thousands of songs, but like when it's really yours and about you and your story, like it, it hits you right in the heart. Mm. That's, that's so cool. I mean... The idea of having a personalized soundtrack that kind of matches exactly what you're going through or where you're at, that was literally like hand designed for you. Such a cool idea for a service and a cool idea for an opportunity. And, and it's, it's great that, you know, both you're able to be a part of this platform, help you grow and, and support and serve, serve both these artists and the, and the end users, but then also that you're able to be a part of it for your own life and being able to soundtrack and give yeah. gifts to your nanny. Super cool. Yeah, it's been, it, it's great. I mean, spreading love is wonderful. And like, I would say 95% of our songs are all based around love, happiness, connection. So like, it's cool to 
be part of something, especially these days, that is injecting so much happiness and good back into the world that it needs it right now. <laughs> mm. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. It seems like that's one of the core pieces of value from music in general, right? It's like bringing people together, breaking down walls, spreading a message of connection, community, bring people together. So really awesome. So to start out with, I would love to hear just a little bit about your story and how you created Songfinch in the first place. Yeah. So one of our co-founders is actually my brother and I was getting married in 2013 and he is not the best at speeches. So I was working at music dealers at the time. I did a lot of the custom music. So of course I had like some of my favorite artists that I would work with. So he actually got one of those artists to make a song about me and my wife, wife to be, I guess. And then he said a few things during his speech, hit play. And basically you just see the whole room, just like tears. And it wasn't like we left there, like, Hey, we have to start this. But like, it was like, there could be something here. Like we're used to licensing at, at music dealers. So you were taking the one song and trying to like reach millions. So it's like, how can we do this one-on-one? -on -one? And from there, uh, 2016, him and my other co-founder approached me and asked if I kind of wanted to get into this and, and, and see what we could do. We raised a little bit of money and we, we kind of launched it. It went from just the Google form that we sent to our friends to kind of see what kind of songs we could get from what inputs. And honestly, over the next four years, it was a lot of testing, a lot of gut punches, a lot of almosts, a lot of highs and lows and everything you hear about startups or, or career in the music space or anything. It's just, you got to keep pushing if you believe in it. And then things finally caught on four and a half years later. So that's kind of kind of the, the beginning of it all. So cool. Yeah. And it's, and it's great to hear the perspective. I, I think it's one, it, it's so easy to look at successful companies or musicians, you know, for, for a lot of us, especially first getting started, mm -hmm. you turn on social media, you see all these artists have millions of fans and they're just so much further along that it's easy to kind of overlook the fact that there was a process that they went through and they didn't start there. Like they had to go through these trials and tribulations and, and that's just a part of it. And it's okay if you know, you're starting out wherever you're at, it's like everyone started from, from somewhere. So now that, now that you've really helped serve so many musicians and generated over 20 million to independent artists, I'm curious, what are some of the biggest, biggest challenges or biggest questions that you see musicians struggling with? I guess what's the, the core kind of value proposition for artists when it comes to song. Something that we want to do with Songfinch is we, we say this all the time. And it, as, as more I think about it, the more I'm on board with it is like kind of creating this middle-class musician. So if you look at the space, you have like the 0.001% that are making millions and doing stadium tours and living in the hills in LA and all sorts of things. And then you have very, very, very good musicians, sometimes better than those stars that I just talked about that are playing at a bar in, in your town and kind of scraping to pay their bills and whatnot and driving Uber on the weekends and whatnot. So we want to create the space where a musician can write with us Monday through Friday if they want. They don't want to be touring away from their family. They want to have a family and kind of just work nine to five during the week. They can make 100, 200K making music. And honestly, our current product we have right now is like the beginning of this. So that's our core product, but there's we're dipping our toes in B2B. That's where that's where kind of my expertise is with my last company. So we're landing jobs with Toyota. We're, we're, we're in convo with, with Coca-Cola again, with Kleenex, with a lot of different brands that could, could do a lot. And I mean, with what our artists are doing with our customers, like 
any single brand would want to be a part of it. So to me, like our, our value prop is not only just financial, but like we're bringing new fans to you that you're connecting with in a whole new way. It's we're, we're kind of in, in the world now where like, if you connect with your fans, like 300 to 500 really solid fans could be much better than some of these bigger artists that have a million fans, but like, eh, they don't really care. They liked one of your songs and whatnot. So when, when you get someone that writes you a personalized song from your info, you kind of feel like they entered your life. And some of the information we get from customers, like their family doesn't even know this. And they just come in here kind of like therapy and just spit all this out. They get something back and they're like, wow, that like, I basically, I kind of feel like a co-writer, but like you took my life and experiences and like made it beautiful and magical. And it's just like nothing I've ever experienced. And from an artist's point of view, same thing. They've never really had these type of connections, this type of feedback and dealt with this sort of this sort of these stories and, and and this love like love is still in the in the world even if it doesn't feel like that or you're going through hard times like there's still a lot of it left mm. wow that's that's awesome yeah and it is interesting kind of looking at it from multiple different points of view for like the value that's being provided both for the artists in terms of like you said now you don't necessarily have to throw spaghetti against the wall and a couple of strands fit, you know, with the record labels where it's kind of top, very, very small percentage of people are actually successful, but are massive. So you actually kind of create that opportunity for anyone who has a passion for making music to, to make a good living with it, but also the value proposition for the fans or for, for the people who are receiving the songs. What, what it reminded me of was, and I think that it's one thing that sometimes we don't appreciate about ourselves as musicians is like the magic that happens when you create music for someone who's not a musician. It's, it's literally magic. It's like, yeah. how, how do you do that? And what, what comes to mind is, you know, we have an accountant at a modern musician that we are having a, a meeting with and, you know, I've got my, my keyboard set up here as, as we were just kind of goofing off and, you know, he was like doing some bookkeeping and, and I, in the background, it wasn't, it's not even, it wasn't even good. Like it was just sort of goofing off like, the man with the plan, he's Bill, he's Bill, the man with the plan. <laughs> and, and, you know, and there's like three of us and we were kind of like, you know, jamming a little bit and he absolutely loved it. He was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. He recorded it. He like shared it with all of his team. He showed us a video wow. of it afterwards. And it was such a little moment where I was like, I wouldn't have thought twice about that experience, but it made his day. And it was something that he was so proud of and excited about. He shared it with everyone else. And that was just a little tiny clip that wasn't, it didn't even put like a ton of thought into it. Right. But with proper context, you know, and with something like Songfinch, you can really personalize and kind of create this experience that you have a, a soundtrack that's really designed for, for your life to express exactly what you're going through. Exactly. Um, pretty dang cool. Yeah. And like from a, like, especially as a guy, like I'm not, I'm, I'm not good at gifting. I, I work in a company where I know all the major holidays and I still miss them. So like, I, I, I admit that. And a song finch, like you, you maybe spend 15, 20 minutes, just like, here's some memories, here's some stories, here's who I want to give it to. And it feels like the, the lat, like the end product feels like you spent weeks or months planning it and, and contacting someone and, and coordinating. And it, it's really just let, let's get your info together. Just tell us what you want in the song, what genre, what artist you want. And then it kind of just, they do their magic and, and, and you get the credit and we're good with it. And then we encourage you to support and, and connect with the artist and learn about them. And I think just, I think that connection right at that point, like when tears are rolling down your cheeks is 
so important. And we're going to continue to be able to build tools and, and, and stuff that where artists can kind of, I don't want to say take advantage, but like hit the iron while it's hot. Like they are ready to support you at that moment. So we want, we want you to be able to offer like concert tickets. If you're coming through their town, we want you to offer your CDs and your, and your, your, your merch and whatnot. And then down the road, even more, like we want to do some exclusive drops with artists where we, where we connect you with like a graphic artist and whatnot. And we, we front the cost to get you a hundred sweatshirts made that you can offer to your fans and whatnot. And, and we'll handle all that for you. You don't have to have boxes in your garage of a hundred sweatshirts. You hope people buy at your shows. You got to lug them around. This is just like drop ship here. Let's do this. And if, if your fans aren't going to buy them right now, we're going to, we'll get you a hundred songs and we'll get them sold for you. So like when people get that song, they become instant fans, like nothing we've ever seen before. Mm. So cool. Yeah. I mean, that, that totally makes sense is that you're creating that type of connection with a fan where you write a custom song for them. It's one of the best ways to connect with, with someone. We should another, definitely. Another side note real quick. Right now we're doing around probably $75,000 a month of gratuity that just goes straight to the artist. Like it's just, it's just a pass through. So like, just to kind of see, like some people will see the price tag and be like one ninety nine for a song. Like, I can't do that. That's a lot. They get it. And they're like, wow, I would have paid 500 for this. Let me throw another 50, hundred bucks to the artist. Like that stuff just like, that's beautiful to us. Like we don't need to touch that. Like that, that just goes straight to you. Like you earned it. Good job. So, wow. I mean, that's, that's amazing. I think that that value proposition is incredible. $199 for a custom song like that. Yeah. We should definitely connect on. So we have a software called street team that is you know, basically about like having a CRM platform, to be able to send text messages and emails and right. you know, to set up some difference when you're just talking about wanting to kind of plug into helping, helping artists grow their fan base and monetize like an original audience as well. I think there's probably some really cool API connections that we could do to integrate Songfinch with, with our software and, and vice versa. So let's definitely continue the conversation with, with that as well. Yeah. We're, we're. Um, we're, we're growing our dev team right now. So like, we're, we're always looking for new platforms to kind of further this connection. Like we, we haven't, we're still new to this. We're like, we have a core product. We do it very well, but like, how can we continue to build on this and make it the best for everyone? Not only customers, but like artists as well. So definitely excited to explore any options that you have, that you got. Cool. I mean, one thing we're partnering with Flow Blockchain and Dapper Wallets. They did like NBA Top Shot and NFL and UFC to do music NFT marketplace. And I wonder yeah. if there's something there where it's like, you know, get an add-on, get a, a digital NFT of your song that you can share. Like you have a limited edition that you can share with someone. Could be an interesting. For sure. There's there's blockchain and Web 3.0 is like probably a 20, late 2023, 2024, like project of ours we're we're we're, we're on it we're trying like there, there's so much opportunity there with like shared monetization um kind of just like lowering the barrier of entry for the fan to be like to enter the music space like say say i love chicago and and i love summertime chicago and i i have i want a song about it because i know everyone else likes it like go to song french like i love this artist i'm gonna pay you a thousand bucks to own 20 percent of this custom song we're gonna make it it's going to be part mine. Now I'm on my socials telling all my fans to like, I got a song coming out Friday, like stream it, listen to it. And then like as song fringe, we can like utilize our resources on Spotify to get it on playlists so people can hear it. And then like our B2B angles of like, 
cool, here's a big up and coming Chicago company. Like, let's get the song synced with them and start generating like some sync revenue. So there's a lot of like cool blockchain things we can do with like shared monetization. And then at that point, you're kind of like treating some of these musicians like stocks. Like, like if you, like 10 years ago, if you were to hear Chance and like one of his first, you'd be like, this dude could be really good. I want to, I want to get an NFT of Chance. And like, it's like a rookie card. And now with like that thing, that song that you maybe paid, 1500 bucks for you could you could turn around and resell that and now everyone kind of eats off that including the artists so blockchain is very interesting absolutely oh man we're we're gonna have some really cool conversations uh, i'm looking forward to connecting more so song finch let's let's say that someone is listening to this right now and they're an independent musician and they're like cool like this sounds like a really cool platform or opportunity to get started with what does the process kind of look like from a high level for an artist who is coming in and is interested in, in starting to provide this kind of service and, and getting started yeah so you can go to songfinch.com and then at the bottom there's uh, in the footer it says artist application it's basically our selling page which just kind of gives you a little bit more information from an artist point of view what we offer what you get what the splits are how much we pay etc and then you apply we get probably i think we're at around 2,500 to 3,000 applications a week. Our acceptance rate is around like 45%. We do a lot of quality control up front just because we need to really trust that when we hand you a song and it's due within four or five days that it's going to come back and we don't have to like continue to push deadlines because if customers are getting songs for an event, we're backed against the deadline. So, so basically you would apply, we have a team, an artist integration team that is basically broken down by genre. So it's like, we have a specialty team, a pod that works in country that's going to review all the country applications. And it's like, yes, this is good. And then from there, if they, if they, if you get accepted, we have an onboarding process. So it's just like a, a heftier application process where you fill out your profile and then you do like a 60 to 90 second test submission. So there's some briefs on there and then you just got to do a verse and a chorus. There's some things we look for instrumentation quality is number one, but like instrumentation do you change instrumentation from the verses to the chorus? Like kind of simple things, but it makes a big difference when you listen to a three minute song. If you've got a four bar guitar loop, like over and over and over again, can you work in detail smoothly? And then we look for a few other things. But once once that's through, you, we, you basically work with your integration person to get you your first opportunity. And they basically walk you through that. We, we, we spend a lot of time like developing artists up front. So if you're like, hey, I got this mic, but I don't really know how to use it well. Like, we will have a Zoom session with you to help us, to help you get to a spot where you want. Like, And if you work with us after that, fantastic. If you're like, yeah, it's not for me, and we spent an hour or two with you, like, cool. We we, we hopefully made you better and, and put some more good into this community. So we do spend a decent amount of resources up front to make sure that our, our community is as strong and aligned with what we need as possible. And then from there, you're just kind of put in the flow and generally artists on average, artists do three to five opportunities a week. But at the same time, we have artists that make 150 to 200 K with us over the last 12 months. So it's, it's, it's not chump change. And, and like Uber, like it's basically on your time and, and you can be as busy as you want to be. Like if you're like, Hey, I'm a power user. I want to do five songs a day and lock myself in my room Monday through Friday. You can do that. Like, like we'll, we'll, we'll feed you. So we'll feed you the ops as many as you need. So there, there is the application process. It, it takes not too long. Generally, artists will get through it in, I don't know, two, two, three days. And then it's just kind of off to the races from there. 
All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast. Or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our music mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're going to get access to our entire Music Mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're going to have our Music Mentor Spotlight series. And that's where we're going to bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now. And one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top-level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and and maybe the most valuable is that you're going to have this this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you want to take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, From there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast for the show. Um, so don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. Wow. Dude, what a cool service. What a cool opportunity. Thank you. So, thank you. It's, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. So, so now I'm just kind of curious about like the logistics from the details of it, but when it comes to the the pricing of the songs is it like a, a fixed sort of standard 199 no matter what the artist is no matter what the style of song is or are there different ranges yes. depending on different yeah so 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 obviously when we came out cameo was was like something that everyone compared us to we're the music for cameo okay we're not exactly um we're a little bit different as we built our creator space from like bottom up instead of top down like cameo like i don't know 90% of their orders come from like top, what, 1% kind of thing. Mm-hmm. People come to Songfinch more for the output than the person creating an output. So mm-hmm. by doing that, we can have people that, it's my first year at Berkeley, I would just love to make some money to buy groceries and kind of just be comfortable in school. Cool, you're great. If you make good music, you can succeed on Songfinch. Like you don't have to have a huge following. So that's something that that really separates us in pretty much from any other creator marketplace. We bring ops to you. We don't expect you to bring ops to our platform. So with all that being said, it's tough to tell a musician, like one, them to set their own price because like even now, but especially two, three years ago, telling an artist, we're going to pay you a hundred bucks to make a song. They would laugh at me. And that was always a challenge. But now like you get in a groove, you, you get a formula down. We allow you to reuse instrumentals if you really want to like, it's it, there, there are some things to like kind of make it easier while still keeping the product really good from a consumer standpoint. We have artists ripping these out in 30 minutes in an hour, two hours. Like generally it's, it's between, I say between two and three hours for one of these and it pays a hundred bucks. I think 40% of orders get gratuity. And then if there's an extra verse, that's an extra $40. So 
generally like you can make up to, I mean, you can make a few hundred bucks a song, but generally it's like a hundred to 140 plus tips. So if you're, if you're doing that in, in an hour or even two hours at 70 bucks an hour, and it's, it's not too bad. And then basically our agreement is so artist friendly that like you retain all the rights to everything. If you make a song that you love about Gina's 95th birthday and you're like, this would be great on my album, put it on there. It's yours. Like you retain rights to everything. Artists get, or song fans gets like a usage license, like a personal usage license to give it to our customer. And that's what they have. So they can't monetize it. They can't cover it. They can't put it on streaming or anything. So it's, it's very artist friendly deal. And that's, we, it's, it's tough to tell an artist that you're worth this much and you're worth this much. So it's like, who are we to say that, especially like, what would you look at? Maybe like social numbers, but like how many of those are actually real? Like it's, it's just, it's just a weird time to do that. And like, we've kind of done that in the past with licensing and it gets super messy. So we're just like, this is what it is right now. We're going to create higher tier, maybe more collaborative products. We're going to have a B2B space. We're going to do other things that will allow us to get those, those bigger artists in, but like people that just want to come and make even just like a few hundred bucks a month, like that, that adds up. And like, maybe that's your car payment or that, or that's your rent for the, for the, for the month or whatever. So it's, it's a fun thing to do digging into people's like personal lives and really like making magic. Like we said earlier. Yeah. Especially when it comes, I mean, essentially what you're providing is a way for them to get paid to, you know, get better at recording and writing songs and basically like presenting them with fuel to be able to like write these songs. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people, it's the other way around. They pay money to be given opportunities to be able to co-write and like write and do songwriting workshops. So I think it's a really amazing, amazing service. And the fact that, you know, people can get paid a really good living to do that is awesome. Yeah. In terms of the, so like for the end user who's coming to it, it's a, what, a 199 sort of fixed rate that with an optional verse that they can add onto it. And then yeah, a gratuity. So, yeah. So it's 199 for the song. And then any like so revisions have been a very interesting topic with this. Cause like, mm-hmm. obviously mispronunciations you're going to have missed details, et cetera. Right. But like, right. Hey, I, I don't want it said like that. I want it said like this. So like, mm-hmm. There's always a fine line of, of with like pleasing the customer and, and, and also doing right by the artist as well as doing right by our employees by not like pulling them in so many directions. So right. we have a very like customer friendly policy, but like at the same time, very artist friendly, like any extra work that the artist didn't like directly mess up on, they're compensated for. And either we break it out of our fee or we charge our, the customer extra. So that's the revision and on, on, on the backside, but up front, it's 199 for the song. I think it's $59 for the verse or $64. I don't remember the last, I think we might've just bumped it up. Artist gets 40 bucks of that. And then, like I said, I think 40% of opportunities get gratuity. And that ranges anywhere from $20 to I've delivered some $500 gratuity, which is kind of crazy. And I got some crazy stories about like people getting stimulus checks and, and hitting me to, to give it to their artists. I was like, I can't be involved with this. It's like, I'll connect you with your artist and you do that. I don't want to be involved with any like thousand plus dollars going from one to another. So like, that was cool. And it, it just shows like the appreciation and, and the impact that some of our artists are making in these lives with, with what some could say is just a simple two and a half minute song, but like there's a lot packed in there. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say the value proposition is huge for the for the fan who's getting getting the song and, and, and for the artist too, for mm-hmm. like what you talked about. So the 
the way that someone chooses, like, let, let's say that I want to go get a song on SongFan. Do I get to kind of browse and look through different artists and choose person? Or is it something where I, I label, here's the kind of song I want, here's the genre, and then I'm matched with, a, with an artist? Or how does that process work? There, exactly? there, there's a few different ways. So every artist has their own profile that we will soon be building out into like an artist store, which I talked about a little bit earlier. Right now, it's just a photo, some song examples, a bio, your social links, and then like a book a song with me button. So they can, that's one like entry level of like, oh, I love this artist. I want to get started now. Boom. Or you could just come to us. Like I said, some people, a lot of people, probably 40% don't care about the artists. They just care about the output. So they just go through and it's like, I want country, male vocals. I want it comical and romantic. And here's all the info. And then we basically, we have a music supervision team that reviews every order and assigns it to who they think is best. We have around 2,500 artists right now. So they have a vast knowledge of our artist base. And we are actually going to, we're working on right now that is going to release in probably two weeks, like an artist recommendation engine. So mm -hmm. there's going to be a fork in the road for the customers that says, do you have an artist in mind? If yes, you can type them in and select the genre of that artist. If you don't, we will help you select one based on the genre, the, the gender, the moods, who's best at that. So then you could browse six artists and be like, I like this one. If you don't like any of them because it doesn't hit, then you could either select a different one or you, we'll, we'll select for you. So there's a few things or a few different paths to, to basically getting an artist, but 60% of them choose an artist by browsing on our site. Mm, gotcha. So the majority of people will do some browsing and choose the artist that they listen to some of their examples and, and they go with. Yeah. And we're, we're very, we, we do a lot of like artists promo and, and features on our, on our social because our social has been growing decently because we have some reveals, which are super hot content, but that, that also helps. So if someone goes on our social and, and, and they're featured, their, their requests naturally go up. So mm. it's kind of cool to see like the influence of that as well. So just, just kind of the control you have over like it's, it's kind of what the labels have seen for how many years now, like you push this people or you push this artist in front of someone, they're going to like it. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see that on like a very, a, a lot smaller scale. Hmm. That's, that's cool. It's interesting. The, I can, I can understand how from like a customer point of view, which is ultimately like, this is really important because this is who the platform is like serving and, and how like income is, is flowing in and how value is being provided, how <clears throat> having that kind of standard 199 model. It's going to make things a million times more streamlined for, mm -hmm. for the fan that, and there's not as much decision fatigue and they have to kind of bounce around. Yeah. And I can also see how that might, and it sounds like based on what you said that it is a challenge for some artists kind of coming in for looking at, do I want to value the songs at 199 or hundred, 150 mm -hmm. per, per song? Um, it, it sounds like you guys are considering, or you have some thoughts around having different tiers or like having something where there's like higher, higher value services. Maybe you could talk a little bit more about kind of the vision for that or some ideas around it mm -hmm. to, for like perspective stuff. Yeah. Forward. Um, I mean, there's, there's musicians listening to this, obviously hundred dollars a song is not for everybody. And like, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I, I understand I've worked with artists, all, all, all sizes, and, and this wouldn't make sense for, for a chunk, but a, a nice amount are cool with that. So how do we service those other artists that are that are maybe like maybe maybe they have like a, a small pub deal or they're on a label and they don't really know where to go from there or whatnot and and the opportunities from whoever they're locked into aren't coming in as fast enough so like 
how can we supplement that? And to me, like, we're such a good resource to those publishers and to those labels. Like, if you can't provide the artists that you invest in enough opportunities to at least keep them fed and keep a livelihood like with them, like, what are you actually doing? So that's where we could do that. So that's been a challenge to like kind of infiltrate that space a little bit. Um, so here, this is a thought as that popped up that could, could be interesting to, to consider. What if for artists who are at that level, who yeah, already have an established audience, for example, there's one of our clients that, that I just met with here in Orlando who had just gotten off of a $14,000 private party experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they're going to do a custom song, then, you know, they, they'd want it to be custom, you know, something that, that's like really probably like at the, like a premium value for, for their audience. Mm-hmm. What if there was an optional profile for everyone where using the same intake form, someone could fill in the details, but then they could propose or make a proposal for an artist where they could say, here's the budget that I'd be willing to propose. Mm-hmm. And then it could be an optional thing for the artist where they receive those opportunities and they can sort of decide yes or no, but it's in the hands. Yeah. There's no direct offer where I know some artists would probably feel a little bit skittish about like being like, Hey, like pay us $10,000 and we'll write a song for you. But yeah. if it was more of like a open thing where someone, it, it, if, especially if it sounds like you have an amazing intake form where they're probably filling in the personal details of, of what they mm-hmm. want the song about the meaning behind it. And for yeah, some songs deserve to be written. <laughs> like some songs right. are like, man, right. people like it's gonna really help people. It's gonna serve. Yeah. You know, it's like they're going through a really, either like they had a family loss or you know they have something mm-hmm. that you know, like truly a song just kind of can, can emerge from it. And for things like that, it could be interesting to kind of have that proposal sent to the artist yeah. where they can look at those details and they can see what's the available budget. And even if it's a bit less than what they would normally do for it, if it's a connection yeah. with with the right, the right fan, they could even accept that. And it'd right. be an interesting, interesting yeah. idea. hundred percent. We we've kicked around stuff like that. Um, something that customers want is like to review lyrics beforehand. So like, we also thought about like, say you're an artist, maybe you have like 10, 15, 20 instrumentals and like our, our customer can choose one of them. And it's like, cool, this is what I want. Now they feel more a part of it without totally being a part of it. And like, to me, you can, you can charge $9.99, you could charge $14.99 for something like that. And that's where you kind of start entering like the, the wedding space, the bar mitzvah space, the, the, the ones where it's, the budgets are much larger. We've had yeah. a little trouble getting into the wedding space because, I mean, if you're paying $2,000 for the tax on your flowers, it's tough to be like, I'm going to pay $199 in seven days, get my first dance song. It just seems like it's it would it would be awful. So like when you're dealing with these big dollars, so like there's a lot of like collaboration that you can like offer that doesn't take a lot because there's so much dev and tech automation that we can kind of build into it. Wouldn't take a lot from the artist or our side outside of building the tech that could really enhance the experience and make it way more premium to justify giving or charging higher. And then the artist makes 500 bucks a pop or 750 or whatever it makes. And you can get a way different set of artists at that range. And then some of the artists that are down due to a hundred throw them some of the bigger ones as well. Like it's, it, it could be really cool. So there's a lot of things that we're, we're, we're really exploring with the higher tier product, as well as like some AI components for a lower tier product where there's, there's like a, a fee to make a song. And then there's some like royalties that come along with it for each like greeting card you sell with the song in it or whatnot. So there's some like lower, easier barrier to entry 
of this custom music space that, that we're digging in as well. And we have some connections that like some of the large retailers should try to get them on shelves there to kind of like become like a new greeting card. And that'll be, I think that could be really, really cool too. Wow. Awesome. I mean, that, that totally makes sense. Like after you deliver this amazing song, it's like, oh, by the way, dude, like here's all these different applications. Like you could actually get this in the greeting card format. Yeah. You could get it like on a t-shirt, you could get it on XYZ. Yeah. You know, if there's kind of the collectible nature of it, the NFT, you know, that you could, you could add sure. onto it. Super interesting. Awesome. So I'm curious, what are some of the other biggest maybe like questions or concerns that you hear from artists maybe as they're getting started with with Songfinch and when they first come to you, what are some of the biggest questions that that they have? A lot of the artists come to us from referrals. We have um we, it's 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 incredible how you can separate yourself in the in the music community by caring about musicians. It's just weird that they're not totally used to that. And it's like you're like a, a unicorn of like, hey, they actually care about like doing well with us. And mm -hmm. so a lot of us, a lot of them come from referrals. So it's kind of just fairly quick signups. Things that we hear from musicians, obviously just like how like how can I make a living doing this? Obviously, that's that's like the biggest thing. But as far as like song French specific, is the hundred dollars negotiable? Who owns the rights? Am I locked in? And basically you as an artist, you own all of your rights. You always will. We don't own anything. You're never locked in. It's like Uber. You can turn it on, turn it off. You can deny ops. You can accept ops to your schedule. So th those are the main things. It's it's mainly just like, how much is this? What, or can you feed me as well? Like, can you keep the ops coming if, if I quit my coffee gig job? And it's like, yes. Like it, if you get to a certain point and you're one consistent, to me, consistency, quality, and just continuing to like be available are the three things that like you can win here. Like, like if you make good music, we can, we can give you ops every single day if you want to. So there's plenty to go around. So that's the main thing is like, if I quit my job right now and do song finish full time, can you guarantee me that guarantee is a tough word because I don't want to be locked into anything, but like, sure. Christmas is coming up followed by Valentine's day. Like if you want 20 ops a week, consistently we can give you 20 ops a week and like things aren't slowing down after this valentine's day like it's just going to keep moving so we've been able to keep a lot of artists very busy and a lot of artists quitting their jobs which is super exciting for me i love the idea of converting people to full-time musicians and they're so excited about it but there's not too much pushback or questions just because i think it's new and you get paid within 30 minutes to an hour of submitting which is super rare in the music space you don't get it's always like hurry up and wait it's always chasing dollars like from from promoters to to, to ascap and that like it's just always chasing and waiting months or even years sometimes for dollars to come in yeah if, if ever even like some of right. the i just had a conversation with song trust and like the amount mm -hmm. of unclaimed royalties is just insane yeah um, that's so cool that within 30 30 minutes 60 minutes that they're able to actually see the see the result yeah, they see it um, in their PayPal. And then also um, back to our, our combo about blockchain. To me, this is a super random, but to me, like ASCAP, BMI, like the, the, the PROs, blockchain is about to change the game for them because like this formula of knowing how much you earn that no one understands or, or can explain, like you're going to clearly see where things are and where they're played and who owns them and who deserves what. Like, it, it's going to be a little bit of a game change for that that space, I think. And 
I don't know what that's going to look like exactly, or or if ASCAP, BMI, and them are going to tweak their business to become part of that, and or kind of just get passed up by these new tech companies. But I think blockchain is going to have a huge impact, not only on music space as a whole, but especially the PRO space. Mm. Super interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It seems like there's there's some pretty big revolutions that that are coming in regards to blockchain and. Yeah, and in terms of like NFTs too, like I would say that that's probably the number one thing that I'm that I'm committed to right now, or like the biggest vision that that I have for Modern Musician is to mm-hmm. create the the same the equivalent of what the iTunes Store was for creating digital downloads, mm-hmm. and what Spotify was for creating streaming, but that version of the of NFTs to be able to standardize them in a way that people understand exactly what is a music NFT. Yeah. And to create a platform that it you know, creates something that, in my mind, the the fact that you can buy the Mona Lisa for eight hundred million dollars, but let it be by the Beatles has never been bought for more than a dollar. Right. It seems like there's there's an opportunity there, and right. it wasn't until you know being able to verify like authentic ownership that you could do something like that with the digital asset. Definitely, definitely cool stuff. I'm looking forward to connecting with you more on on some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So cool. So I mean, such a cool opportunity. You know, I, I hear it all the time from artists who they want to transition from a day job or they want to transition from you know another form of income to be able to focus entirely on their music. And and even if it's someone who's starting out who's early on and looking at a platform like Songfinch, you know, there's this opportunity to hone their chops. Right. Like there needs, there's, there's quality control and like you need to be committed and actually do it, you know, provide a good service with it. But you guys are even willing to hop on calls with people and help them to like hone their craft and improve their chops. And like the Beatles, you know, they, they became the Beatles because they played every single night and they, they Mm -hmm. rehearsed and they practiced a lot. And what better way to practice than in real world situations where you're literally like, creating value like people like there's a need that's being proposed there's an opportunity and then you're serving that value with with your music so mm-hmm. awesome and let's see here so <laughs> you mentioned how right now right now like the opportunity flow as well like there's a huge opportunity because you, you can keep providing like the opportunities keep coming in if someone's willing to like show up and t- and, pr- and keep providing those those songs then they can get those opportunities i will say that for anyone who's listening to this right now, that I would recommend you know, catching this wave early on while the opportunity, I mean, there's always gonna be an opportunity for it, especially because the demand, like there's gonna be more and more people as well who are looking for these songs, these gifts. So it's yeah. not like those are gonna dry up. But mm-hmm. if everyone who's listening to the podcast goes and signs up immediately, then, you know, then at least temporarily, there's going to be like you know, less opportunity flow. So maybe at a certain point, there will there'll be a point where it's not as because you weren't an early adopter, you might have missed a little bit of that initial wave in terms of being a musician and having all this opportunity flow. I mean, based on our conversation, I think you're going to continue developing the opportunity for musicians. But mm-hmm. the point that I was trying to make is that if you're listening to this right now, kind of earlier on, I would highly recommend going and checking it out and exploring it. Rob, dude, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and share a little bit about Songfinch. The platform sounds amazing. It's such a cool opportunity. And it it's really clearly comes across just in this conversation where your heart's at and, and that you really do genuinely care for, for these artists. And 
I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why Songfinch has grown so quickly and, and provided such amazing value. So on behalf of, yeah. you know, all of us musicians, thank you for you know, having a heart and, and really caring about artists and, and the fans who are getting such an amazing value from it. Yeah, and for, sure. for anyone who's listening to this right now, who um, wants to explore the platform and sign up and kind of start that initial application process, what's the best place for them to go to learn more? Go to songfinch.com. And then on the bottom, in the bottom footer, it'll say artist application. Hit that, fill out the form. It'll take a minute, and then then we'll get back to you within 24 hours. All right, great. So yeah, like I like I mentioned, I think that you know, for if you've been listening to this right now and, and been thinking, wow, like this seems like the exact right the right kind of platform for me to start to supplement some of my income and hone my chops, then I would definitely recommend going and checking out. We'll put the links in the show notes and, and everything like normal. And Rob, thank you again so much for taking the time to, to come on here and, and share a little bit about Songfish. Thank you as well. And for the artists, if, if you're if you're on the fence, like give it a shot, make a song or two. And a lot of people, especially with COVID, like needed a different income. So gave us a shot and maybe they wouldn't have outside of COVID. And now they're diehard fans. So give us a shot. And if you like it, fantastic. If not, you made a few hundred bucks and hopefully we could bring you a couple new fans. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then I'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.